0: Hey, so today I'm going to tell you about Leo Grand. Now, you may have heard this story before, but Leo Grand was a homeless guy. And one day, somebody named... What was his name? One day, somebody named Patrick McConnellog offered Leo $100... Or, coding lessons. Leo is an odd type of homeless man. He made he made the choice to accept the coding lessons. So, Patrick hooked him up with a, with a refurbished Chromebook and three books on coding. And gave him lessons every weekday morning for an hour. Now, Leo has released his very first app, which is called Trees for Cars. And the idea behind the app is to decrease the number of cars on the road with an eye toward reducing CO2 emissions. Users sign up and specify whether they want to catch a ride or offer one. And the app will connect them with like-minded carpoolers nearby. This is, this is awesome. It's like the story of the dad who offers his son $5,000 or to buy him a lawnmower. Of course, then the son chooses to buy the lawnmower and then goes and makes much more than $5,000. Um, deferred enjoyment of spending the petty cash ultimately leads to much greater things later on. I really think there's a great lesson to be had here. The knowledge can earn you much more than $100. And it's not even about the earning potential. It's more about the ability to be independent and keep yourself alive and not have to live off of somebody else or live off the hope of somebody else giving you something, in Leo's case. And he, doesn't, he won't have to beg anymore. He has a marketable skill that he can provide for himself. And he did all of that just because he decided to take a lesson instead of a $100 bill. So next up, a really solid piece of advice. Something everybody should know, especially those of you who enjoy a solid McDonald's sausage biscuit with egg. So, you should know Posted by user I am to. Ta... I don't even know how to say this guy's name. I am to co cat. That's what I'm going to say. It says, You should know when ordering a sausage biscuit at McDonald's, it's cheaper to order a plain sausage biscuit and then to add a folded egg. Instead of ordering a sausage biscuit with egg. So, just to extrapolate on the difference between a folded egg and a rounded egg a rounded egg or a round egg is made from a real egg in store and used for McMuffins a folded egg is made from egg in a factory then frozen, packaged and shipped to the store to be reheated and served used for everything else if you're in it for cost efficiency get the folded egg This is a little bit outside the context of the original, you should know, but it is also an additional, you should know. So, just so you know, as of about seven or eight years ago, when user NerdWord worked at McDonald's, both round egg and folded egg came in refrigerated prepackaged containers and neither was made from real egg in the store. I'm not sure if they've changed their methods since then or not. That's what user nerdwork says. So, the Dutchin, which is a user on Reddit, he said he's a current McPloye, according to him, and they do use real eggs for round eggs, an egg in a carton for folded egg. So the folded egg is made in the factory, the round egg made in store. So, if you want to go to McDonald's and get a sausage biscuit with egg, order the sausage biscuit then add a folded egg on top, same thing, cheaper price. A little bit of arbitrage for you. McDonald's arbitrage. Or you might say, arbitrage. <laughs> Lastly, on Explain Like I'm 5, there's an interesting question that is pretty relevant to the Apple FBI discussions currently going on. And it says, How do hackers find... Slash gain backdoor access to websites, databases, etc. Where user Giant Doritos' question stems is he was watching the TV show Suits, where someone hacked into a university's database and added some records. So maybe he wants to do that? Who knows? Anyway, user, there go all my secrets, says, going to try doing this explain like I'm 10, because I guess explain like I'm 5 is just a little too elementary for him. And it says, backdoor access is just a way of saying not expected access. Sometimes it's still done through the front door, and sometimes it's through a window. Something like the front door would be if your mom told you you could have one glass of Coke, and you went and got the big glass flower vase and poured six Cokes into it. By following the rules in an unexpected way, you've tricked the machine. When mom asks you later how many glasses of Coke you had, of course with her trusty polygraph, you can truthfully answer, one. This might be like a SQL injection, SQL. Instead of answering five plus eight equals blank with 14, you might answer with 14 and output final answer list. Since it has no spaces and starts with numbers, it might be it might satisfy the rules. Now, I don't really understand that, Dargo, my little secrets, because 5 plus 8 does not equal 14. Maybe I'm overlooking something. That is to be decided. So anyway, to repeat that, when your mom asks you later how many glasses of Coke you had, of course, with her trusty polygraph, you can truthfully answer one. This might be like a SQL injection. Instead of answering 5 plus 8 equals blank with 14, you might answer with 14 and output final answer list. Since it has no spaces and starts with numbers, it might satisfy the rules. I think what there goes my little secrets is saying sometimes you can trick the machine by adding commands onto the end of a pre-stated function you know if there's no parameters that doesn't allow this or no you know and you know the basic structure behind the code you may can output the list or anything else you're looking for by simply modifying an answer i don't know another way would be if your mom said you could invite some friends over to play after the fifth friend walks in your mom declares that's it not another kid walks through the door if you open a window and let Johnny climb in with his crayons, technically you didn't break the rules. And when do you and your five friends go downstairs for homework, Johnny can color all over the walls without someone suspecting he's there. This is, this is as though you made new login names and used one of the names to give another person administrative or mommy rights. Sometimes you need to make a new login screen or just knock open a hole in the wall and cover it with a poster. But the idea is to still, to break the intention of the rules while following them to the letter. What's also important to remember is this goes very smoothly when someone lives in the house already, but becomes much harder when you're trying to get into a stranger's house. You might have to try to sell them cookies or magazines and then write down where the windows are, or you might have to offer to clean their whole house for only $5 and then leave a window unlocked for your friend to come back later. Getting inside is a major step. So the gist of all this is, a lot of times you can circumvent the actual intention of the rules by following them to the letter, but finding the hole in the rules. Like going through the window whenever mom says, not another kid through that door, or adding additional commands onto the end of an answer. This is how user, there go all my little secrets, explains how hackers find and gain access to websites, databases, etc. So it's really not them brute-forcing, per se, their way in. It's more them finding the little passageways that were kind of left unlocked or didn't really get thought of in the initial pass. And I think that's why things constantly get exploited, and then they get better, and then they get exploited again, and then they get better. Uh, You have to wonder... Is there ever a point at which things become impenetrable? Um, I don't know. You know, I I don't think so. I think that there's always a way to circumvent the rules. You know, somebody's always going to be thinking of ways to do it. And other people are always going to be thinking of ways to keep them out. But it's a never-ending cycle. And honestly, it's probably what's keeping a lot of people employed. So, user Tim Burton adds to this by saying sometimes a house is built with coal chute from the nineteenth century. Later someone buys it and patches up the chute. They later sell the house and after a few decades people forget it exists because who uses coal chutes anymore? Well someone might know a thing or two about nineteenth century homes and know it might have a coal chute. So they go looking for it and sure enough they find it, because it was never properly fixed up and the thief removes the vinyl to reveal the plywood covering the chute, pulls it off and slips into the home. In other words, sometimes programs or software have features that used use to serve a function, but after several revisions, they get patched up and forgotten about. Instead of being properly recoded, someone with knowledge of old features in software could know where to look, poke around, and eventually find the weak spot. An example for that, which is the cold example, was PHP on an Apache server. So now we know how the guy does it. That's always in the back of the van in those heist movies.